You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Yo, welcome, Mike Crawford, Young Jerks, special episode. A little bit sad tonight, too. I think uh, all the shootings and 21 people. It's, it's really difficult to talk to. I don't even want to get into that tonight, unfortunately, because, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, we have a great show, but um, it is difficult. It's a difficult time, and I just wanted definitely to acknowledge uh, what people are thinking about all across the nation and the world. Why, why do we keep having these children murdered, 10 years old? Tonight, though, we're going to be focusing on cannabis, going back to the cannabis issue. Uh, mass dispensary chain, Bud's Goods and Provisions, apparently illegally withheld tips from their employees. The company recently agreed to a settlement of $33,000 plus that will be distributed among 68 employees. We have a couple guests here who are some of the employees that had their tips withheld from Bud's Goods and Provisions. We also have a guest from New England Treatment Access. Uh, I believe these are all former employees. We're going to find out right now. But they had their tips withheld. They front-end uh, workers, bud tenders, as they call them in the industry. They were collecting tips, and the employees weren't getting their due. They weren't getting what, what the money was going to, uh, free lunches and ridiculous stuff. And $33,000... Bud's Goods and Provisions has agreed to pay out. Obviously, there's an issue. Uh, Cureleaf is another company that is getting sued, a multi-state cannabis operator that is in Massachusetts. They're also being sued in federal court for the same issue, allegations that it stole hundreds of thousands of dollars in tips from their employees. Let's bring up the guest. I want to hear exactly what, especially for the cannabis, for uh this Bud Goods and Provisions. We have three three different guests here. Number one, Jimbo. I'll start with a dude. People know him, Jimbo. He's going to be speaking on New England Treatment Access. He's also a, a tour guide. You can check him out in Big Boston recently. Uh, he does amazing things, too. He's got a, a course going for veterans, I've noticed. He does a lot of good things in the industry. Welcome to the show, Jimbo. Glad to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me, bud. And your full name is Jimbo Williamson? That's right. right. Perfect. And uh, we also have some other guests who are uh, from Bud's Goods and Provisions. Um, we have, first of all, we'll start with the solo, Abby, right? Yes, yeah. So tell us your name and, and tell us about yourself. Uh, so my name's Abby. I was um, one of the lead sales associates at Bud's Goods. Um, I worked there up until like the middle of March. And we also have Victoria and Lindsay. I believe you also worked at Bud's Goods and Provisions. Is that correct? We did. And what town was this located in when you were working at Bud's? Abington. The three of us actually all worked together. Okay. And so it's Victoria and Lindsay. Um, I'm Victoria, yeah. Yes. You're Victoria? Mm-hmm. And so recently you went to the Attorney General about this tips withholding. And I'm yeah. sure this has been an issue. I think, Victoria, you were kind of one of the ringleaders on this, right? I actually did it um, by myself first, and then a couple other people kind of followed suit. I was the first person to file it um, because I just I wasn't okay with it. 
That's really what it came down to. I, I've been in this industry for about four years now as a cultivator, and this was like a second job to me. And then that just kind of set me off. And then I, uh, I contacted my resources and they agreed with me. And so, so you contacted human resources at Bud's Goods and Provisions and they agreed? They agreed no, with no. I, I contacted my resources, like uh, the Attorney General, the Fair okay. Labor Division. I contacted them and just was seeing like, hey, is this supposed to happen? And then they called me back about a week later and they're like, no, we're going to take this a little bit seriously. Can you give us a little bit more information? I, uh, I sent in what I have. I let them know what I knew. And then uh, a couple months later, they finally put it into proposal. I want to say October when they like sent me back that formal complaint. And then um, it went from there. So let's talk about why you decided to file a complaint. Like they were collecting tips, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, so they were collecting tips and we kind of didn't know what to do with them. Like as a whole group, um, it was more so like, what do we do with this? We weren't asking for them. We didn't have any receptacles to put them in. For the first like week or so, we were putting them in the draw, like the register, just to, we didn't know what to do with them. And then we had bags and then the bags weren't getting counted correctly. So then they came out with this collection box idea. And uh, when they came out with the collection boxes, when we just started putting all the tips in there, like everybody, there's going to be five of us working on a floor. And, you know, a lot of the times people would spend hundreds of dollars and be like, oh, I have $22 left over, take it. I have $5 left over, take it. And that's just, nobody expected it. Nobody asked for it, but people do that. And I understand because I tip my bun tenders too at my places that I go. No matter if, you know, it's a competition or not, that's just what you do. It's like a coffee, you know, or anybody who's selling anything to you like that. Um, so they started taking those tips as an allotment and logging them on an Excel sheet and then in a binder book. And then on, um, just in general, just like a, a bunch of different places, our, our general manager did Hennessy. And, uh, after that, we didn't really see what we were making weekly. There was no amounts that we were told. There was no real breakdown of where that money was going what they were doing with it and how it came back to us so then we started asking so then they came up with the five dollar joints we would get three five dollar joints a month no they were they were doing that in worcester oh they dropped that immediately so in worcester they were giving us um five dollar one gram pre-rolls um per month so you could get three three five dollar pre-rolls and they I want to say maybe we got one month in before they removed that. That wasn't an option anymore. Instead, got, of, instead of tips, instead of giving you. Well, your and tips. then they let us win our tips back. So yeah. if you got a Google review with your name mentioned, <laughs> you got a free pre-roll. There was one woman who got three. What if you don't want a pre-roll? What if exactly. you like edibles or you don't use the product or you want you need to pay your or rent? Or I want to pay my bills. I want to pay your rent. Yeah, like there seriously. Was a, like, there what? was a woman who had three. Um, I mean, I like cannabis, but I don't want their pre-rolls because they're. I find they're all crap, you know, period, pre-rolls. I don't know. <laughs> the cornhole game. Oh, oh yeah. They would they give us a dice, guess a number, and roll it. If you win, you get a some kind of cannabis. Then um, <laughs> when it came to the meals, too, so they would say, like, oh, we're going to buy pizza for everybody. But there'd be, like, one or two specific people who would get their own subs. they take their stuff home. No, Lindsay and I closed <laughs> a lot together. And what would happen is, like, I, I was afloat, so I would – usually close upstairs an in inventory and then come downstairs if the lines got too much. And a lot of the times we would come in at like one o'clock to three o'clock and they would order their lunch at 11 and then be like, cool, you're good. Have a good day. And then have fun with your soggy. Yeah. Pizza. We wouldn't get anything in for the night shift. So then 
they decided, okay, well, day shift will get theirs, night shift will get theirs, and then they split it up about a month later. But then came in the $60 incentives, which were complete and total. Can I swear? Yo, well, (laughs) it's best not to, but if it happens, don't worry about it. No, no, it was just, it was complete and total bull, honestly. Like, um, they gave us $60 incentives with our own tips. They're buying things at market price. They weren't putting their own discounts in it, so they were still spending $60 an eighth, which was really 72. And then we get an eighth or a syringe of RSO or a half gram of wax. And it's like, I'm not complaining about what I got. I'm complaining that they didn't give me an option. They didn't let me choose if I wanted to spend it there or spend it on my gas money to get there or spend it on food for me and my kid. You know, they, they didn't But to make it option. seem like it was a gift. Right. Here's your present. Once a month, you guys get $60 of free stuff. Well, when we started realizing like, this isn't right, we reached out to the HR like, this seems funny. And they said, no, 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 no. It is illegal for you guys to take your tips. And we're like, but every other dispensary does. No, they're breaking the law. And we started asking people. So we started knew. asking around. So then the excuse was we had to ha- be tip certified. Well, bud tenders and bartenders go hand in hand. We have a lot of bartenders working there. Well, I'm tip certified. What can I do? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not actually what we meant. Um, they said they had to hire somebody to watch the cameras at all times to count every specific dollar we had so that they didn't get in trouble if we didn't claim them on our taxes. So they just kept changing their story every time we would ask, what is this about? What's going on? And then we got the questionnaire. Yeah. I want to say well, let me Let me ask you a quick question before you get the questionnaire. Yeah. Were they, when you, so you're getting these tips from, um, uh, they're collecting tips, you're getting pre-rolls, you're actually even paying for them at times, like even a dollar, yeah. which is crazy. Are they taxing you on the pre-roll? Like, well, town tax and regular, like, you know, MMJ tax and then sales tax. And in Abington, uh, it was 30% collective. Huh. But yet, yep. Are, are they doing the income tax though? Like, cause usually if you get a tip, right? Like usually you get taxed on that. I'm just wondering if they taxed you on that. Well, they had, so at that, once we had put up enough fights, they just started putting them in our paychecks and then they started to tax them. I'm not a hundred percent sure how they went with the taxes. Um, who got what and how much was allotted to each right. person? Yeah, if there was no. There wasn't no a lot of. Yeah. I mean, even Abby and I were both yeah. sales leads. We saw more than the regular, you know, people, and we were still kept in the dark a lot. You had what, what, yes. what was the timeline? What year was this? 2020. 2020. Oh, 2021. Sorry. Yep. Um, May 10th they opened. Yep. So May, I was, the last year, basically, this is yeah. where yeah. it all happened. Okay. The year after COVID, right? Yeah. And so, so what happened from there? So you're up to this point where you're questioning things. You're talking to HR. Yeah. So, so I, I believe around then is when Theory got sued and we got our paychecks or our 2021 bonus for all of the Sunday holiday and overtime they didn't pay us for correctly. So they had been screwing that up too. So that's, so I didn't know that. So so this is the same company. Bud's Goods and Provisions was another yeah. company that wasn't paying, uh, following mass law and paying overtime and for Sundays and holidays. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. I, I personally got a two hundred and sixty dollars check, um, and I have to ten ninety nine it, um, as well as this one for my tips compensated check. Do you um, think it was uh, uh, like? Do you think you owe, you really are owed more, or do you think that's like the right amount? I think I was more confused on if I already paid taxes on those hours. We did ask for a breakdown. They didn't just pay us like, oh, so you worked this many Sundays, this many hours. They didn't figure out an individual money. They did a collective kind of guess is what we were told when I asked 
where are you coming up with the numbers? So people who didn't even work Sundays got paid on it. It all got split between all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the money they owed you for for working holidays and Sundays that they weren't yeah. paying. They weren't following mass retail law, which is unbelievable. These places are so regulated and they can't follow the basics. It's unbelievable. It's and that's totally believable. Cannabis <laughs> Control Commission asleep at the wheel. They're just totally asleep at the wheel. Yeah. The workers abuse is not on the radar of the Cannabis Control Commission. They're someone who actually has had uh, labor complaints <laughs> from unions. So the Cannabis Control Commission, they, they don't treat their own employees that well, from what I hear. No, um, look so, at their own commissioners. I mean, they're cycling through very quickly. Yeah, I know. that the, There hasn't been a Cannabis Control Commissioner besides, I think, Shalene Title that served her whole term. Right. And this is a six-year-old industry, if that, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of unregulated, but I feel like these companies try to justify it, especially Buds in particular, by saying, oh, well, we pay you a dollar more than everybody else does, so why not? So we'll that's what that, that was the justification. Um, Vic and I were both in an article last week about this, and when they had reached out to the owner of Buds for a comment, he said, we value our employees and we pay more than industry standard, that's as if that's right. an excuse to steal from your employees. Right. <laughs> I mean, what? That was just. But yeah, so after that check from Theory, or, or after the Theory debacle, not from Theory, but during that time, um, we got a questionnaire. And it was like, so what do you want to do with your tips? Like, and it was like a really detailed questionnaire. And like, we had to answer it like, you know, some regular tests. But everybody who said like, hey, we want our tips was just kind of pushed to the side. And we weren't, we weren't heard. They ignored it and they're like no we're just gonna keep giving you sixty dollar incentives we're still gonna buy you food we're still gonna you know do this once a month but it's like but again i would buy out my money because i just had a customer hand me 84 dollars and i don't feel comfortable putting it in the bin and that's and it's happened many many times it i have regulars who come in and give me 20 bucks on a 20 dollar order and that's just how people work you know and there's people who will wait longer for some of us specifically you know they want they're, where they're not tipping don't get me wrong there are people who are you made me a coffee here's a, the change but there are a lot of them that were tipping us because we were providing a service that's right and educating that's where them. we were educating them i was actually asked to be part of the education team for buds and then at my review i was called a know-it-all <laughs> which happened often which happened often. they would give me so much anytime i knew something they'd give me shit about it sorry it was ridiculous they just want they want people that just follow whatever is the new speak today the new order that mm -hmm. from the managers that's it i've heard this over and over again from so many i've probably interviewed hundreds of employees now at this point from this industry and it's the same stories over and over and over the gaslighting so we also have abby here abby you also worked at uh buds goods and provisions what what's your kind of uh add-on to all of this that we've been discussing so far i mean i definitely agree with Lindsay. like there were certain customers that would come in for a specific bud tender Part of the reason I got fired was because I took a personal tip or two. I took a couple personal tips where a customer who would come in for me would be like, hey, here's 20 bucks. This is for you. Wasn't quite sure what kind of to do with it. So I took it. I got fired for that. Um, even though that customer was coming in for me. And when I got fired, the person that fired me said to me, they said, you know, how could you, cause I was a lead sales associate. So I made more. 
they said, oh, you know, how could you take from people who make less than you? But I was also the top salesperson there. I made 20,000 more in sales. I was actually, I won lead sales, like top sales the month before I got fired uh, for making 90,000 in sales, 20,000 more than any of the other employees. And I was like, well, no, I have more tasks. I do more, that's why I make more. So if someone's giving me a $20 tip because they like me that much, I think that's my tip. And it just kind of baffled me because like now with this whole tip saying, I'm like, wow, I got fired for that, even though they're, you know, violating a law. So, I mean, I just think it's kind of ironic in a way, um, which is why I'm here today, because for a long time, you know, like I think all of us were like, like kind of brainwashed in the way that like we were like, yeah, this is a great company. This is a great company. And then it just became kind of toxic. Um, because I got fired for this whole tips thing. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, Abby. Like, seriously, because, like, brainwashing, too. Like, we hear that all the time. It's the like gaslighting. It's like yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid and the gaslighting. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, folks that invest in this industry and their hashtag MSO gang on Twitter. Um, I think they should listen to the employees because... Like this is mismanagement. Like I, I've worked in so many corporations, whether it was, you know, what you mentioned earlier, hospitality, bartending, but also, you know, big sales, like, you know, uh, financial products, you know, we're selling yeah. to major corporations, major hospital chains, things like that. And, you know, when we got bonuses because we sold a lot, we got trips, they didn't uh like it's so funny like they give you a cash payment and then you get the free lunch and then you get the trip then you get the it's like it's it's not you we're not going to give you money because we're giving you a free lunch or a free pre-roll that should just be an extra thing you get right when you get your check like on top of the check like it's just like this is bad business you know and especially when you have someone like yourself who's the number one salesperson. I made 90,000 in sales. Like I also was the person they put in customer relations. They were like, I, we want you to call the customers when they're upset. And I would talk to them on the phone and they'd be like, like they would feel amazing after. And what's funny to me is that they not only fired me, they also blacklisted me from working in any dispensary. And they didn't tell me that they blacklisted me. Yeah, right. They also didn't tell me that they banned me from the dispensary. So at the time when they fired me, I felt really, really guilty about everything. I was like, wow, like this was my fault. And then a bunch of people told me, they're like, no, personal tips are a thing. Like it's not a big deal. And I'm like, didn't realize that. So it's just the whole brainwashing of it all. Have you have you talked to an attorney about that? You should. That, that is a, like a you major that's lawsuit. Really she, she yeah, that, that's something. Yeah, I'm considering my options at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I can't ever work in a dispensary, which I felt was a little extreme. I uh, I just have a side note too. The funny thing is, is that our manager at the time came from Netta. So he already dealt with that. <laughs> he already dealt with what we're going through just on a different level. He dealt with, uh, you know, people. And when I brought it up to him about being unionized, he was like, don't do it. It's not worth it. Okay, cool. I know it's a new industry. Like I said, I'm a cultivator during the day and I've been through some hell and it, it, there's different type of people. Either you want to be in this industry or you don't, but I'm also not going to get taken advantage of in this industry. And whether it be a big chain or a small craft company or, 
you know, just a micro business, anything. You can't undersell yourself and you can't let people walk over you. And I feel like Mr. Mason did that to a lot of us. And I feel like he was taking advantage of us and saying that like, oh, here you go, pat on the back, you know, company outing. You should just appreciate the people who just made you $400,000 in the first two months of operation. You shouldn't have to say you earned this. No, you deserve this. There's a difference. And they didn't. And then they would try to make it feel better about the like the shoes. They had uh, oh, merchandise and they were, they were oh, yeah, for our one year. Bands. Yeah, for our one year we were supposed to get uh Bud's Goods custom bands. But we had to pay ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what the oh my god. Right. Now, I'm, now I'm ready to swear. This is just ridiculous. Right. So is- there uh Alex has a quote all over the website everywhere, and it says, uh, when it comes to doing what's right, the right thing what is it? The- it's always the right thing to, but that's how we operate. We do the right thing because it's, it's the, the right thing to do. It's, it's on their walls in there. Except for our employees. Except for the employees. I'm just, I'm Way to go, Bud's good. I want to ask you, is there a union there? Has been there a union yeah. push there? No? No. We were always told, uh, all right, so I, I put it this way. I'm the squeaky wheel. I didn't get fixed. I got replaced. And that's how it is for all of us, whether it's my company or the next company or Curaleaf, you know, that's how it is. There's a 65% turnover rate in this industry. And that's just for retail people, not even on the backside of it. Which is even worse. Right. (laughs) right. And they treat us like shit in the backside. Thankfully, I'm with a company now who is very transparent and listens to the cultivators and actually cares about the plants. So I'm I'm thankful for that. But there are so many who aren't like the big, you know, seven in the state. They go through people like nothing. You see them on Indeed all the time. Cultivator, cultivator, cultivator. For $16 an hour for 45, 50 hours a week with no overtime and you want to hit a KPI to get a $250 bonus. Kiss right. my ass. Not happening. Yeah. And, and that's just how they are everywhere. And, and it's getting frustrating. I think that we need better regulation. I think that we do need to be unionized across the board, not just you know cultivators, not just bartenders. We need it everywhere because we don't have representation because again, we make an issue. They just say, get out, you're at will. We don't need you. That's Vic right. actually, um, right before she was fired, they she asked, I think, every day for about a week, every nightly email, can I see the SOPs? Which ones? Any of them. All can of I them. see an SOP? They Every time she asked for an SOP, they got more defensive. And then, where's Vic? She's gone. I was let go <laughs> because we had a power outage in the end of October, right before Halloween. Um, I lost a shift because of that. And then the next day I went into a shift in the dark and I asked for that one shift to be taken out of my earned time off. Like they did for seven other employees. And when I asked, yep, they did it for Abby. They did it for two other people who were in the same position as me. They did it for two other sales. Um, when I asked, it was a no. And I was like, that's not fair. And then I started making an issue. They told me to go home halfway through my shift. The next day I clock in, they say, give me your badge, you're out. And I said, okay. That's fine. I already stirred the shit pot. I'm not even caring anymore. They know they're going to investigate. I, I'm not, it's not slander. It's not libel. It's the truth. They got found out. That's why they gave us these settlements. It's just so we wouldn't complain, but that doesn't mean that we can't take them to court eventually. I don't want to. I mean, that's a lot of money I don't have. And I mean, obviously Mr. Mason has a lot more. They have better lawyers, but they just need to understand that they can't treat their employees like that. And we it's not just them. It's just everybody. Right. I think their employees like this. We need owner dispensary owners who have a passion for not the industry, but cannabis. You know, there's there's different kinds of people. There's people who have fought for this to be legal, fought. You know, we did this on the back end before and now we're here. We're fighting for it. And then there's people like 
Mr. Mazin, who, oh, I have money and this will definitely Brad be Chads. Brad Chads. You know, Brad that Chads. will be, that will be, you know, uh, profitable, but they don't understand the people who enjoy it. They don't understand as far, most of Bud's Goods upper management do not smoke weed. Right. They don't. They, they like spliffs. They're very weird. Uh, I don't mean it like that. I'm sorry. I, that was, uh, that was very rude and I apologize. I didn't mean it like that. Um, I just mean that, you know, how can you be pushing an industry that you don't have an interest in? It's a cannabis commission just in a smaller scale. Cause right. I guarantee you can ask any of them, commissioner, Roy, commissioner, Tile, anybody, you know, nobody smoked. <laughs> right. They don't know right. being involved with the industry. They don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. They don't know what like, they're Talking about. That's a, I, I tr applied for the Cannabis Control Commission. I wanted to, some people actually push, put me up to it and helped me. And, and, and the biggest thing that I was, you know, the two things I was like wanted to bring is like someone who had actually fought for legalization, which Shaleen did too. So Shaleen has that checkbox with me. Right. But someone who uses cannabis, someone who's been arrested for cannabis, but they're not interested in that. The politicians don't want that. They want someone who's one of them who doesn't use cannabis, who wasn't arrested for cannabis, who doesn't care about this, who just wants to make some revenue off of the uh, product. And, that's and I it. feel those are the dispensaries that are failing their employees. I'm thankful that there's still places that have affordable cannabis for people because uh, I think that when you're buying a wholesale unit at $15, I don't think you should be selling it for $60 right off the rip. I think it's robbery, honestly. And that's that's what I've seen. And it's not fair for people, you know, a lot of a lot of people just don't feel comfortable spending, you know, seventy, eighty dollars on three grams. And I, I'm one of them. I don't. I don't. I, I go to Maine, and, and uh, I've been hearing that a lot from cultivators too about uh, the retailers. We got some comments. I want to put the comments uh, up. A uh, couple comments. Uh, this is from Ann Hassel, who used to work at New England Treatment Access. She's a goddess to me. She's a hero. She documented so much good stuff against Netta that led to some great coverage from us. Uh, and it was all because of her. Uh, she says the CCC is completely asleep at the wheel. Um, she writes, the industry just wants clueless workers to see its crappy buds. Yeah, she, she's always on the spot. I, I'm not even like reading them before I post them because I just love it. She says free shoes for $90. Yeah. Uh, Ann also writes, unfortunately, a lot of marijuana industry management doesn't care about people or the plant, just money. Right. And uh, we also got some other comments, too, that uh, we'll probably be posting uh, throughout the show. So if you want to make a comment, definitely do so. I'll throw one of these up here. Uh, Facebook user writes, I've been getting the driest stuff from the dispensaries of Massachusetts, which leads me to another question for you all. Did you ever see irradiation machines when you were working? I just learned about those <laughs> out, out Western Mass. They're using them at dispensaries. It's disgusting, and, and they should have to say it on the freaking label. Exactly. So sell it. Go ahead. There's a whole market for people who want that, but you need to be transparent about it. Don't pretend that this wasn't denied before. There's something wrong with this product. Another thing the CCC is asleep at the wheel about. They should require that. Like they require all this other crap, but like you're not requiring things that consumers care about. We want to know if it's been irradiated. Some people feel it's safer to be irradiated because then you're not dealing with the mold. Hopefully, hopefully the irradiation kills the mold and other people don't want it because it, you know, but that other people feel it makes it dry and not good. So I think labeling, we got to label this. Um, I think, uh, they should also stop labeling terpenes. I 
I don't agree with that. I mean, I like that people know it, but I don't think that they should add that into the tack. It should be completely separate. Not even, you know, you yeah. have your 4% over here and your 22% over here. It doesn't make 26%. It makes 22 and 4. <laughs> so uh, we also have Jimbo. Jimbo worked at New England Treatment Access. You're going through a similar situation where, tell us, tell us about what happened at New England Treatment Access and why you're contacting a lawyer and it's related to tips as well, right, Jimbo? It is. And, you know, admittedly, it's not as crazy of a time as you guys just had. That was, <laughs> that was extra, man. That was a lot. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty, this is funny. Like Bud's Goods, congratulations, Bud's Goods and Provisions, because you're making Netta look not that crazy, <laughs> which is really, that's, that is something. That is something, Bud's Goods. Take some work. Uh, yeah, no, it was, um, it was interesting. You know, like I, I've done a lot of jobs in my life where I've worked for tips. I work for tips currently. And like, I went into this industry just like it sounds like you guys did, you know, like to try to help people, you know, like to work with this plant and also help people. And I myself, just like all three of you, I wound up in a position where I was really good at the job and I was earning tips, you know, and never asked for them. But like, just like you said, when you're working with people and they're coming to spend their money and it's not just you know not just the recreation users man that, that was cool like they'd throw you a couple bucks man but especially when you had a medical user you'd have people who are coming to try to help their mom or help their help their grandfather help themselves and they're coming to spend their money and they're glad to have this option they've never had this option before and like that extra 40 bucks means nothing to them you know like they're so glad and I was making all sorts of tips. I was getting all sorts of compliments and like the book we had and uh, we had to give those tips up. And we were getting snacks. There was a wall of snacks. <laughs> it was like a giant wall of sugar, you know, and like nothing even healthy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it was funny cause like, you know, I myself, like, you know, this was in 2019. So like, you know, right in my middle thirties, I've worked for a bunch of other businesses in my life, not in the cannabis industry, you know, just. And I've always gotten my ass kicked and I always try to look out for my rights. And I'm sure just like you guys experienced, all the people I worked with were just wide-eyed, you know, like just like just doe-eyed at the opportunity to just work with weed. I mean, like seriously, come on, like it's pretty awesome. You know, and like no one stood up for themselves. And I was saying like, there's a couple other things that I knew that just wasn't right too, but I was like, you know, this isn't right. Like, you know, you, you shouldn't be taking my tips. And, uh, you know, I, I give it to him. I didn't always bust nuts every time, but like, you know, every so often, like I'd say, you know, this isn't right. Like this is, this is tippling. You shouldn't be doing this. It's illegal. Like, like this is wrong. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure the way they retaliated back at me was that my only ask was like, I can't work Saturdays. Like I can work every other day, every other shift. You know, I don't have the metrics like y'all did, but like I was one of their top folks, you know, I worked, you know, they put me in like great spots but they always made me work Saturdays. And it was like, dude, like I can't work Saturdays. And like, that was like their one grind, you know, like they just always put me on. And I always had to try to like hustle to find someone to take it over. And, you know, I think there was like one time at the end uh, where I took a, like a $150 tip, you know, like these folks, like we really vibed and like, it's <laughs> like, boom, here's a whole bunch of money. And like, and I'm taking that tip. There's no way I'm buying snacky food with that tip. And, uh, you know, they, they really kind of like cut my hours after that. You know, I told them I took it too and I wasn't going to give it up. And, uh, you know, I was, I was uh, in a position just to kind of move on from there myself before I got fired, you know, because like, I was, I was not being super quiet. Um, I'm sorry that y'all 
had to get fired, you know, in the way of this. But, um, you know, I think I think we're all on the same page is that like there is obviously undercurrent of treating the folks that are helping, making the money, making, you know, making the experience of these these dispensaries. They're taking advantage of us. You know, it happens in a lot of industries, but this one is is a new industry. And if like, you know, if we can find a way to get ahead of it, still get ahead of it, maybe might be a chance and uh, definitely hold accountable the ones that have done wrong, which is which is all of them, really. I don't know any of them that haven't, you know, like because even though we didn't have like, a tip jar, we never had anything. There was never any receptacle or anything. It was still tips, you know, and like I'm it was like a hundred bucks a day on some days. Like, you know, it's really like it was getting a lot of dough and like I was giving it up and I knew like, you know, that's, that's my money. But, you know, so Here this we, was New England Treatment Access. This is what yep. the Brookline location. Yeah, man. It was right when they opened up recreation. You know, Two, so when was like, that? 2019. 19. You know, like, and I was there like a month in. So it was, you know, the busiest dispensary in the world. At right. the time, like you know, it there was, were lines. There were cops. It was cars, unbelievable. You know, it was super high volume, and uh, like, you know, I'm really, I'm really good at that. You know, just like it's kind of what I, what I do with my, with my work, and like, just like it sounds like you guys were, you all get it, you know, and it's like a really unique position to be in, and like I feel like we weren't getting great money. It wasn't terrible money, yeah, but it wasn't like you know, it wasn't the money we deserve. But those tips would have made a difference. Right, it would have made a difference, mm-hmm. and. um you know, I've, I see no reason, just like in other in any, any other industry, that like there shouldn't be tips. You know, you wouldn't, you don't pull tips in a bar. Like, you know, by having folks be able to earn tips, it's you know, it's like iron sharpens iron. You know, like everyone like is on their toes more. Like, if you see your part, your neighbor like doing better, like and catching a couple extra bucks, like why wouldn't you want to like see what you can do to make that experience better? The goal isn't to make tips. The goal is to help people, but. Often you find that when people are helped really well, they have no problem throwing you a couple extra dollars, you know? So this is New England Treatment Access, where you worked. You were getting tips, but you weren't receiving them. What were they doing with the tips? Snack wall. Like, literally, <laughs> they, like, there was no, there was a direct line. Like, they, there was no bones about it. They told you exactly what it was. There was a, there was a, like, a serious wall of just snack foods. Unbelievable. I've heard that. Wait, wait. So that was your, instead of getting tips, you got free snacks. Snack foods. Un, unlimited, huge variety snack foods. You know, I've worked for a lot of these big corporations, and most of them do that. Yeah. But they don't withhold your tips. Like, yeah, they, it's, like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I worked at Comcast doing sales for a short period of time. I hate that place. But they're, like, one of the worst places to work. I only you, hope you get bonuses, but they give you free food all the time. Like I, I know, like I only I hope that there's like, I only hope that there's like a an ebb and a flow to this this uh, this type of you know, I don't want to you know, terrible abuse, but you know, like this type of like attitude. I hope at some point, like they realize, like, <laughs> oh shit, we can't do this anymore. Like we really gotta like you, you know, think we they're still off. withholding. So this was in 2019. How yeah, long could, did you work there? And were they withholding tips? I was so there when? for just like like a quarter of a year. I was there for like four months. And okay. you know, yeah, absolutely, I left right away. So do you think they're still doing that, or do you think that stopped? Or couldn't did, possibly did. tell you. You know, and like you know, my gut would say based on every other thing I've heard about them that like yeah, probably they're not they're not letting people take their tips. But yeah. I have no way to say it. Can and I so, have a question for you real quick? Um, did you start this process in 2019 or did you start it this year? No, that's actually a really good question, man. I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, 
during COVID, everyone was sitting, everyone was sitting around and had a, had a lot of time, right? I know my rights and I know that this was illegal. And at the time I couldn't do anything because just, just like our, you know, it was Abby, I think, right? Like, you know, I knew that like, um, you had to be really, really careful. And like, I eventually like went and, and talked to uh, the, uh, the attorney general, like you guys did, it was during COVID and no one got back to me. I called twice. Yeah. No one got back to me. And I can't blame them because man, COVID was, you know, was, was, was an experience, but like I tried and like, you know, honestly in the interim, I totally forgot, you know, like, it was just one of those things. I, I moved on to other things. Like Mike said, I, I, I decided to go and try to find my own way to help people, you know, with, with this plant. And, uh, you know, just a couple, a couple weeks ago, like Mike mentioned somewhere, like, you know, this is the thing. And like, I happened to reach out to an attorney and, uh, you know, we're waiting for anyone else that worked at Netta to come a haunt and say, yep, we bought snacks with tips. You know, like if we can find just anyone else out there that says that, that agrees that that's what happened, you know, like it's all we're really going to need. And, and then, like, then you'll get, you'll all, all get paid. We all get paid. It's a class action, you know, and like everyone earns what they deserve, you know. So and that's all, I think all we're asking for, man. We're not asking for, for anything else. It's what we, what we already earned. Let's repeat that. Make sure people know New England Treatment Access. If you work there at any point in time, and they were collecting tips, you know, you're a front end worker and you're collecting tips, but you weren't getting them. You were getting the food instead. You have a right to those tips. And if you were uh, any Jimbo, kind of management, especially come forward and say, it, you know, like and Jim, Jimbo's got an attorney who's ready to file suit against New England Treatment Access. He just needs more people who step forward yep. and, and collect a paycheck and you, you know you have to be honest you can't lie about it we're not asking yep. for anyone to lie because nope. that would be criminal no, and, and we don't want that we want truthful people that work there Just to come forward and up. tell exactly what happened so if you worked at new england Tre- treatment access and you saw this contact jimbo and will contact me contact the show reach out to us because we want to help you get paid and jimbo's got a lawyer to do it so right jim Absolutely. And I'm really proud of you guys for going ahead and doing the work, you know, like, uh, I was pretty consistent with it. Uh, I, re- I made the call and I didn't hear anything and then I made a call again and I didn't hear anything. And then I talked to a representative and then he was yep. like, let me do some business. I've only been there here. It is. Yep. Third time's a charm kid. Get it. I'm so glad you guys, yeah. you guys were on it. Buds wouldn't give me a breakdown. Their HR no. currently would not give me a breakdown of what I made and when, you know, I'm while still getting. waiting for that email. That's, that's <laughs> another question. Let's go back to the Buds Goods because <laughs> now you've, like, okay, so you, you basically it's hush complain, money. complain to the Attorney General. Yeah. The Attorney General is getting you money. There's a settlement that's been made. How much are you getting? Have you found out? Like, you have you gotten the money yet? Hold on, hold on. You don't want to know what I made per shift over seven months? $4.76 per eight-hour shift over seven months. For tips? For tips. $4.76 every shift that I worked over seven months. It, it is insane. I kept track. At one point, I was I, I wanted them to ask me, what are you tallying? And they never did. But I was keeping track of my own tips. Monday through Thursday, between 30 and 50. Um, Thursday, or like Thursday to Sunday, 50 to 100, personally. <laughs> Yep. So stealing from employees is pretty profitable. It sounds like and, and prime pays, even when the attorney general makes you make a settlement, it sounds like they still got away with some good, 
thievery. It's, it's, it's all it, it, should, it should be triple damages. It's yes. saying, shit, we, we messed up and we don't want to go to court. Here's $33,000. We're averaging, you know, a couple hundred bucks a person over 70 people. There you go. Don't sue us. But I'm not okay with that. And I don't know if other people feel that way, but I'm not okay with that. I don't want to be taken advantage of. I've been doing this a really long time. I've dealt with the CCC for a very long time. Compliance is like my second nature. And this is just a slap in the face for somebody who brings you in thousands and thousands of dollars of, 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 you know, every couple months. It's not, it's not fair. We're, we're the ones getting your customers. We're the ones who are building your brand so you can go build your Watertown place, so you can go buy your property in Jersey, so you can go have your production site in Lakeville. We're the ones doing that so you can profit off of us. So don't treat us like pigs in a, in a farm that are going to get slaughtered when you're you know done with us. Bye. <laughs> we're not those type of people. We, we are hard workers. We're, we work our asses off. It's funny because I feel like they, like I said, you know, they're not us. They're, they're not our people. It's a different type of... They almost thought like, ooh... Let's hire a bunch of stupid stoners. They'll they won't know any better. But how stupid am I? Because I had to go it, through a Department of Homeland Security background check. I mean, and you it's said I'm good insane. enough to work for you and hold your but thousands they, of dollars of product. Like how stupid am I? They though? think you know they think they could get away with it. We weren't gonna question it. Like, they, so, like, they were so rude and defensive about it. Anytime we would come forward and say, guys, this isn't right. There, she's not there anymore. But their HR manager before had to have the last word at every conversation and she's actually never been she wrong quit. in her life what's her name because i would like to give her the last word i'd like to challenge Anne her what she, is her name ann elworthy she actually knows Anne, Anne, come on on and see if you want to have the last word right. with us she never actually, anytime and because because I, I i'm smiling throughout this because they underestimated you and like jimbo said you know we were, i'm proud of you like that you stood up and you really? got you must there's be so proud too. There's so many people too. online that want to come and get this job, and there's so many people that get disillusioned so fast. That's what I've learned so quickly about this industry. And like everyone is just trying to help, everyone's just trying to help, and everyone's just getting burned, which makes it even more insulting. It's not just that they're taking advantage of us; they're taking advantage of us while we're trying to be altruistic as well. And that's really like that's grimy. You know? yeah. It's like you you've got money for all, everyone else in the company. Like that's a you must be proud of that. I mean, I would be Victoria. We are very be. proud of Vic. We a hundred percent appreciate her. Love that she did this. She did this for us. I'm a squeaky wheel, and I have no very problem good. doing it because I don't care about your feelings. I care about my plants. I care about the product. Your your feelings don't mean shit to me in this industry. I'm sorry. I, I'm a good worker. I know what I bring to the table. But you're not gonna undermine me or try to take advantage of me in any aspect. And I just won't let that happen. And I'm not gonna be rude about it. But I definitely won't let you do it. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, <laughs> about that part. No, sometimes, sometimes. Don't Vic, is, Vic is sometimes. harsh, but she's right. That's I where it is. And you know what? Clearly, that's what we needed. We do. In the public opinion, too. Like, I think that these brands just they they miss that the long term is going to be about public opinion. People aren't going to forget the way that they treat their employees. They they may get away, get away with it in the very beginning when there's so few options, but every day there's more options, and and every day we figure out who care and who doesn't give a shit at all. And uh, this is like it's unbelievable how much money they spend on these PR reps and all this BS. And you defeated them. You totally defeated them. You got the money. You got the press. You got the young jerks talking about it in our community. We're pissed off. Like, I, I, Bud's Goods, you're trash. And, and you know what? You, you, you put it out there that you won the New England Cannabis Convention 
Uh, you're the best dispensary. You know what? I won that award twice, uh, different awards from the New England Cannabis Convention. And the fact that you won it last year and you promote it, it cheapens the award. It cheapens the whole goddamn exercise. I'm disgusted to be an award winner with your dispensary if you treat employees like this and continue to. Uh, any, I, I'm sure you, you have some more comments on this. Anyone uh, want to jump in from the panel? Go ahead. So as a lead, I just remembered this as we were talking. As a lead sales associate, in the beginning, um, I don't know if Lindsay did this as well, but they had me count some of the tips. Like, not even count them, but there was a log where they'd log all the tips. They'd have their receipts, everything, and we'd log it in. And I remember one particular night I was closing, and um, my manager asked me to literally log them all in a thing like this whole excel chart and as i was looking at the receipts and as i was looking at the numbers and then putting them in i literally was scratching my brain because i was like there is money missing there is money missing and they don't keep track of it well enough to know where the money is and i remember saying hey like i don't know like this receipt doesn't add up and this receipt doesn't add up i asked my coworker, and he was like kind of like that and i was like okay, but that's also like a couple hundred dollars that we don't know where it is. There's not a receipt for it. So where is that money? You know, when you have the tips going just willy nilly, you know, they're buying snacks or they're buying lunches. Where is some of that money going? And then immediately, probably like a couple months after that, the leads couldn't even see it. The leads couldn't touch it. it was, <laughs> I could touch it was the head manager. And it was just so funny to me because mm. I was like, wow, that's weird. Because like, I don't know, didn't I just question the fact that there was money missing and that this didn't <sighs> act up? <laughs> My favorite thing is that- I don't think that's funny, Abby. I think it's, I think you're right on the mark. So I, uh, at one point, Abby and I had access to, you know, the safe and the vault and everything. And I was counting out deposits. Every deposit said the date the amount, blah, blah, blah. Well, one of the bags just said tips, tax correction. So I didn't mention it to Abby. I mentioned it to the other lead. And I said, I can't take a picture of it. You know, I'm not going to take my phone out in the safe and take a picture of anything like that, but I need somebody else to see this. He was promoted to assistant manager a few weeks after that and never, it said, don't worry about it. It's fine. So they used our tips to fix their taxes. That's what I assume with that. That's exactly what was written on there. But and then like with the incentive, sometimes like I remember the old assistant manager used to just like take a pre-roll for himself. He's like, oh, everyone's getting a pre-roll. I get a pre-roll, too, even though the salary (laughs) employees weren't supposed to get tips. But they were also getting our tips, getting everything. Yeah, that same manager when we would close, especially when her and I close, he wouldn't have weed and be like, mm, I want a joint. Everybody gets a joint and go buy out 10 joints for everybody that was close. He would also night. leave to go get frontos and be gone for about three hours, but then told me that I couldn't give an employee a ride to the bus station because Abby took too long going to the food bank. I took 20 minutes to go to the food bank and I was literally gone for like 20 minutes and they were like, it was 45. And I was like, I- you clocked out when you were told by your manager though. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy we had many a nights where we didn't have a manager closing with us we had you know not a free-for-all but four people closing they had like (laughs) anime on the tvs upstairs rocking out (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of things you could get into here Um, (laughs) it sounds like a lot to choose from i think the uh hashtag mso gang should should be worried about how these places are managed uh 
you know, we're also seeing a lot of times you talked about uh, how there's constantly hiring going on in this industry. But we've also noticed recently that they're laying off kind of middle managers or, you know, higher and retail little people who are a little older, maybe costing them a little more for health insurance and they lay them off. But they're instantly rehiring for those positions. It's just kind of like really a shady industry at this point. Yep. Uh, quite, another question came in from Ann Hassel. She said, don't you think the people who tipped would be pissed off that the workers didn't get it got tip? to a point where we told them don't tip us. We don't get it. Yep. Yeah, and certain customers that we had good reps, the like, ones that we really like, we're comfortable with. Don't you know, do it. Just keep it yourself. People, yeah. And they'd be like, do you, they, they would ask us like, do you guys even get this? I'd be like, no. Or they'd be like, this is for you. And they'd watch us or make us like, Hey, put it in your pocket. I want to see you do it. I've had, like, yeah, I had a Christmas bonus and the guy said, do not put it in that box. In like take it right now. And I was worried you about had people it. ask, yo, can we meet you after your shift and give you something? Do you want to join? Do you want, you know, we'll give you $10. You just sold this $450 worth of product. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of companies that do do that, touch on what Mike just said, is uh, a lot of them are CDA. And that's what Buzz is. Well, <laughs> and, and I they feel claim like they're not CDA, but they're on every CDA list. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I mean, I brought it up before. I mean, it's Alex Mason has a public article published on the CCC website about how he's against, you know, dispensary delivery for people, the smaller guys like Devin Alexander, who are just trying to come up in this industry, you know, who are working their asses off to be where they are. And big guys like Mr. Mason are like, nope, we're going to kick you to the side. You're not deserving of this. Mm. Why? People like that deserve a chance. All the little guys deserve a chance. Why can't we give them one? Because it affects your profits? Sorry. Now they want to own them all. And right, right, all. right. And then you see that with dispensaries after dispensaries, all they're doing is changing out their name, but it's the same friggin' company. They're Tricom, but it's Buds. That's what it is. Well, <laughs> I, that's the I thing work. is, if you look at the CDA list, Buds Goods is on there and Tricom Health. Well, it's like Strain. Strain is holistic. It's the same exact thing. They're peas in a pod. It's just different names. You're trying to make it better, but it's not. Even what they sell, their little Buds is only Rev Clinics. It's just renamed 15 different times like it always is. So, I mean, it just, it never... It's never gonna equal. We're still pretty rocky, and I, I don't see it getting any better until it hits that ten year mark. And then when that happens, maybe we'll have a little bit more say. Maybe we'll have a you know United Cannabis Worker Union, something like that here, because we're supposed to be the strictest laws, the ones in the country setting the standard for everybody. Because we saw California did it in Colorado and Washington and Oregon. We want to make it worse or harder, not worse. But just a little bit more difficult. The the numbers are higher for the applications. Um, even the fees <laughs> to get the tags are twice as much here right. than they are in most places. I've been hearing that complaint a lot too. Right, I want right. to ask. Let's do a couple speed round questions about like uh, just changes that we could be advocating for in the industry. I think you know we're probably all going to agree. Okay. Tag, tag, should tag costs come down for plants? Yes or no, everybody? Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, me too. Yeah. Obviously, to, and you know the whole thing about tags too. It's like uh, my friend Ed points out. It's like this. Pla you're using all this plastic. It's ridiculous wow. how much plastic they're using in the industry, both in the packaging, but as long as the tagging of the plants themselves, which is awful. Um, let me ask you another question. Um, two delivery drivers, because you mentioned Devin Alexander. And the biggest thing that his business and a lot of other businesses are going to have a problem with is delivery is that they're requiring two drivers, which creates more cost. Typically, I love to see more workers hired, but 
in this case, it's I find it ridiculous. Do you agree with that? That we should get rid of the the two delivery driver requirement or not? Especially with the the For safety reasons, I wouldn't just I because would, of the amount of product they're bringing around, what they're doing, if they're carrying cash or anything like that. And if not, we can't be armed. I mean, that's the thing is if they were allowed to carry, yeah. it'd be a different story. But right now, they're not, and it's not safe. I mean, the we need the delivery vans are very secure as they are. So that helps, but I still don't think that they should be by themselves. Yeah. Not yet. What do you think, uh, Jimbo? Safety first. <laughs> Abby, yeah. Abby, I'm, what do you? Uh, oh, go ahead. I've been a delivery driver before, not for not for uh, cannabis, just oh, in general. And like you know, there's two people for reasons sometimes, you know. And uh, I can't see a reason not to do that, especially you know, especially in, in, in for certain dispensaries in certain spots. Abby, what do you think of that? You know, when we would get deliveries at the dispensary, I liked the idea of having the two drivers only because sometimes the delivery driver would come up to help bring in the product as they would count it. You know how they have to do. Um, and the other, other driver would stay down with the, the vehicle. And I think that's just extra safe to have a driver down with the vehicle and then the driver that comes into the dispensary. I just think that's a safe practice in general because, you know, usually they're making multiple deliveries in one day. So they have multiple dispensaries product in so, one hand. I think that we're confused on this, huh? We're not talking about like deliveries to a dispensary we're talking about like home, nope. deliveries. home delivery okay like oh, I go to Maine, when i go to maine oh. it's just one guy there's one guy okay. that delivers to me, so. okay 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 but, um i still agree i think it's it's safer to have two drivers i think it's safer but i worry that their businesses aren't going to be able to survive because of the cost but i i you know that's why i'm asking the workers because i'm not in this industry right now and, and you are and i want to hear your feedback on this um, well, well, here's the question, though, right? Right? Can they tip those guys? I mean, like that's kind of like pizza delivery guy. You know what I mean? Like, are those guys allowed to take they, a tip? Absolutely. I mean, I would absolutely tip. tip. No, but then delivery. you look out west, and then you really look at like what the numbers are out west because they've been doing that in California forever. I mean, when I go visit my family, that's a thing. Guy comes to the door, opens up a pizza box, and it's all weed. So, I mean. It, it is one person. I just feel like maybe they need to be either body cammed or, you know, monitored heavily in their vehicles just so we know that they're safe because that's a thing. Maybe two employees isn't necessary, but better safety measures yeah. for sure. But I get, I get what you're saying. You know, that's a lot. That's expensive having two people. So. Now, another, another question that came in from uh, Twitter, um, one of the leaders of the uh, Massachusetts recreational Cannabis Council. Hope I said that right. Mm -hmm. She was asking about co-op. She wanted to know if uh, any of, any of you who are in the you know have worked as employees in the cannabis industry. What do you think about co-ops? Do you have any desire to open a co-op so that you're not having to work for not big in cannabis and you're kind of you know owner have ownership over the, the labor? Not in this state. If, if you really want my honest opinion, my, you know, bigger goals in life as a cultivator is uh, make my money here and then move out west and have a micro business. But you can't really survive as a smaller person in this state with this industry and what we're paid now. I mean, it's just it's not a realistic thing. Even now, I'm thankful that the company I work for is where I work for because they pay me way over what everybody else is paying for the same position that I do. And I'm that that doesn't happen very often but you know the thirty two thousand dollars a year isn't going to get me anywhere here now 
So no, not in this state. Won't buy you groceries. Yeah. No, not in this state though. I would never do that here. I agree with Vic. Yeah. Let me be super clear. I am never working for a dispensary ever again in this state, especially man. Like everyone I know with like maybe the exception of one or two people has had a bad experience working for dispensaries. Just about everybody, man. You know, and like, uh, I, I, I think I'm in the same boat as Vic. I'm going to go try and do, or, you know, I am currently doing my own thing to help people and, and, and utilizing this plant, you know? And I think that's, that's, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that can, that can still do good, <clears throat> use this plant to help people. That's right. You know, that isn't involved in directly. In Working at the dispensary. Exactly. Yeah, like, you, no, let I, me ask you a question, Jimbo. You think I made a good decision not uh, following up on all the offers I had to work at these places and did my dog walk business? Oh, people, yeah, you know, yeah, people give me shit about walking dogs, but I'm like, I'm happy as can be. I don't think I would be yeah. happy managing even like. No, man, sports. you know, th there's something to be said for for seeing something wrong and like wanting to be that person that like takes care of it and like having that that thought and like. You know, I hate to say it, man, like this one is a big one to fight, you know, and I think we all find that, you know, I mean, like, you know, really glad you went and did it. I'm glad you fought. And I'm glad they caved, you know, because they knew they were wrong and there was just no way they weren't wrong. I'm sure, you know, like, but like, you know, in this exact instance, but like, man, like this is like a really big one to, to steer the ship. And like, I hope there are good people out there that are they're trying to do it. And I hope, you know, just like any, it's like any kind of position that's, that's like, like, like this in either a, a, a dispensary itself or in the or in the ccc or whatever like i hope there are people out there that are really going to take this as serious as as those people on the ground floor man like because like clearly we're the ones that are taking it as serious as possible you know putting in the effort and i hope that there's someone out there that's gonna do it too you know i can't blame you for wanting to walk dogs though man that's uh it'll do i love it it seems like a dream. And, and i and i still get to you know i got my even though i'm half the time too tired to keep up with the dispensary stuff i still have my say i still yeah, right. uh I, I probably have more influence on the industry just doing a show yelling at them every once in a while yeah, I mean, than actually are. working at one of these places having to follow orders of uh assholes i think there's definitely uh an opening for a decent dispensary owner in the state you know that's what we need just have one and it will be uh, a trickle down effect you know you have one that people want to be at put back into your company don't expand if you Take have you know if you have bud tenders bragging to other bud tenders about how great their job is things will start to change well, that would be amazing can you imagine can you imagine that if they were like i'm getting like there's a guy out there I, I forget how much he's actually paying his employees but he took a big hit as an yeah, owner right, right. i saw and that i think too. what is he paying you know, like but, 50 to 100 grand a year what, i guess what's that he really that really comes back to that big question that you first asked though, right, right here was like, you know, would we do the co-op thing, you know, like, which I, I, I take it, you mean like work for the company and also be the owner of the company. Yeah, right? That's it. To start, you your know, own like, thing. I guess, you know, I wouldn't do that, man. But if like, man, you know, I, I still have hope, you know, like, you know, never give up hope, never surrender. And like, it, like, I'm not going to do it myself, but like, if there's people out there still watching this and like not completely turned off, like maybe if there ever is an option, like yeah, maybe look into it, really look into who your boss is, <laughs> look who the owners are, you know, like if you Make believe sure they have integrity, yeah, really, integrity yeah. the word integrity is somewhere in a mission or something. Well, <laughs> I will uh, actually speak louder than words, man. Just like, absolutely. Just, you know, I I, I'm not going to do it myself. I can't blame anyone else over here to not do it either. Uh, but like, you know, like for those that maybe do like, you know, I don't know. 
it's it's a it's a good idea if we can if we could do it right i uh, i'll add on to your statement there is uh if you're gonna work in this industry don't expect a cakewalk it's not easy i mean retail is easy but behind the scenes it's you know it's it's gonna be grueling and, and it takes a special type of work ethic for it and you just gotta bust yourself and you know mold yourself into a really good person and, and really want to do it and you will go far you just gotta prove you have to go far i mean there's still pay gaps i was at a two dollar pay gap for a really long time at my first company and i was doing just as much work if not more than the males there um so you know there are things that need to be worked out you know the demographics that they meet and things like that and you know whatever hca they have to follow a compliance by but it's gonna work itself out right now it's not but you just have to be prepared that it's gonna be swimming up the creek with no paddle and you have to deal with that. But it, it is rewarding if you love it, if you like the plants, if you're a true. I think the most rewarding is helping. Like, you know, Jimbo was saying about the medical, we yeah. didn't have medical patients and I om we were only rec. And I almost feel, I mean, I've never worked medical, but it was really special to the people who didn't, had never done any type of cannabis, didn't go to get their license yet or anything. And they just wanted to question. I mean, I've had people hug us, they Absolutely, have yeah. tried to, I, I, you know, and you know, to help these people was to be the clear most too, right? I think like, I, I think, and just to be really clear and to build on that, like, I think we're all using this medically in some capacity, you know, even if That's you're not, you know, so like, even though you didn't get the direct experience of, of maybe like, you know, like a cancer patient, like directly, like, you know, which can be taxing you know, as well. Some of those like, are, those you know, know it's funny though, Jimbo, because one of my good friends, I've been telling her, you know, forever to get her card. Yeah. She, you know, she has so many ways she could get that card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to reveal her medical history, but so many people are patients. They have real, like, they can't, whether it's cancer or PTSD yeah. or whatever it is, they are patients. They just don't have the card, whether for a number of reasons. Some people just don't want to do it. They don't have the time, energy. Yeah. They just rather just go to the store. They don't want to be on a list. It could be, you know, it's a lot of the, I don't want to be documented. I don't want to be right. on a list. So, and you know, people will come in, they'll say, I just left my doctor's office. They told me to try this. But think about the people with PTSD who have LTCs who can't get a medical card. They have to pick one or the other. You have to right. either choose your yeah. LTC and or that medical yeah. card. So I can either be medicated and help my flashbacks or I have to, you know, be armed and, and protect myself because I still have that and I like guns. That's yeah. so fucked up. Well, like me, like <laughs> I, I've been, I've been a patient for I don't know since probably ever, but right now I'm not. I'm not a patient. You yeah. know why? Me neither. Because my card expired like yeah. last this week, and yeah. I haven't renewed it yet. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get a renewed, but yeah, it's just, it's get just mine. yeah. I, mean, I go to Maine, so it's worth it to me. I, you know, exactly. I, I, so, and that's you grow, it. Bill. You grow. I don't have. I don't grow. Yeah, I, I, I grow. I grow my own pot, and I, uh, I give it away. There you go. Oh, so, but you're still yeah. a patient, I guarantee you, right? Uh, change? I, I use it. I use it, you know, as medically, man. I have anxiety. Oh, no. You know, my job that I hold is, you know, is speaking in front of people, and like, you know, like, I might be all right at it, but like, yeah, I get a little nervous sometimes. So I'm glad to smoke a joint earlier. Like, you know, it works out well. Like, I, you know, just like all of us, we figured out what we like, or for those we were working with and those that are still out there, you know, like, are figuring out what works for them, and like. It's a unique opportunity if you're working in those positions, especially the front end, to like really make a change and really make a difference in those lives. You know, There's I really I, I like the job. I hated the work. You know? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My, I loved the people. My favorite. Yeah. We had this one customer. She was 87 years old. Never smoked. Never did anything. You know, was straight to the books. Never broke the law. 
Um, she got talked into coming in with her grandchild. She had super, super, super bad uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Like, I couldn't open her hands. We had a really good solve. We sold it to her. I remember talking to her for about 40 minutes, making sure, like, you're not going to get stoned off of this. I promise you. It's not going to get you messed up. I promise you. She came in the next day and cried for, yep. five, like, 10 minutes at least. And was like, this is the only thing that helps. I don't get sick because I'm not messed up from whatever medication I'm having. I don't feel bad. And I can hold my cup of coffee for 20 minutes and feel good about it and put it on. And it works for as long as I need it. That was <laughs> the best that I could see. The alcohol I am, oh my said, God. I'm going to smoke a joint instead of drinking well, a beer. And, I and had, this has helped me. I had a woman who came in and got seltzers. And she said, I can sit with my friends at the pool this year. And she had tears in her eyes. Like, I can yeah. sit and hang out with them because I don't, I don't feel like I need to drink. That's and awesome. I love that. I wish politicians would, would acknowledge that on the rec side, that adult use cannabis does serve so many patients. I don't think the politicians or the regulators, they, I don't think they acknowledge it. It's ridiculous. It's another issue why we need to talk to the employees because they know what's going on. Um, we're, we're about to wrap up, but I got a few more quick questions. We're gonna speed round this. We're gonna keep this kind of tight. Number one, I wanna ask you all, the tax in Massachusetts is still really high on adult use. Uh, the governor of Massachusetts has come out, the Republican governor that's about to leave. He wants to cut taxes because he's, he said that there's such a surplus in Massachusetts now. And the reason why, I'm, I'm, I haven't even looked into this, but I'm pretty sure the reason why we have such a surplus in Massachusetts, and a lot of states probably do, is because of the gas tax. The gas tax is based on a percentage so when the gas goes to four or five dollars, they're getting a lot of money. They're getting a shitload of money. So there's a huge surplus. Should we cut the Massachusetts cannabis tax? Yeah. What do you think? Yes. Everybody? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think yes, absolutely. At least cut it in half, if not more. Yeah, right. I was waiting for the punchline there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an obvious one, right? Make access make access for everybody easy, man. Like, you know, yes. like really. I shouldn't have to drive to Maine, number one. No. But even no. though I could get a tax-free mass, the prices are ridiculous even on the medical side with tax-free mass. Uh, and the product isn't that good compared to Maine. But let's Did you allow higher yeah. M, uh, milligram percentages. If, if recreational could buy 500 milligram candy bars, I think it'd do great instead of 100 milligrams. I think that's garbage. Why are you giving people limits? So you're going to make them buy 500 milligrams and spend $200 when they can just spend 30 and buy it? That's not fair. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, just like you, I go to Maine. Right. It is right. so much. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, I'm a little bit of like more of a health nut. I don't want to eat a whole candy bar for 100 right. milligrams, yeah. I want to eat one Hershey. Right. You know right. what I mean? I don't want the whole thing. That's right. Dosage. Uh, right. Another, uh, I, I guess we're going to leave it at this. The, the final wrap up, I guess your final thoughts on this. And, you know, if you want to throw in any advice for any other employees who are dealing with similar issues, maybe abuse at the workplace, especially in the cannabis industry, uh, not being listened to at work, not being valued. And especially if their tips are being withheld right now, what would your advice be? Uh, any final thoughts and anything you want to kind of promote or where people can reach you? Because I know a lot of people have been listening to Victoria and Lindsay and Abby and Jimbo, and they want to know how they can support you, find you, connect with you. So I guess we'll, who wants to go first? Um, I guess I will. Uh, don't be afraid to speak up for yourself at all. But whether you know your rights and you have to talk to somebody who is going to give you the legal advice that you need, don't be afraid. There are people who understand this. I mean, it is a new industry, but people will listen to you. 
just be persistent and be truthful. Don't bullshit anybody. Just give them the facts and they will do their job and they will figure it out for you. And that's all I can say. It's just, just be honest and be upfront. Don't let people take advantage of you. If you're not comfortable working a double because somebody called out, tell them that. It's not your responsibility. Trust your gut. Right. If you think trust something's not right, trust it. Say something about it. And if you're afraid of it and you think that you're going to get fired, that's when you need to speak to your HR. But either way, just always, always advocate for the well-being of yourself and your finances. Always. Always. Look out for yourself. That you don't owe your job anything. True. Do you know what? Take care of yourself first. Abby, you want to add something? Um, I mean, I would say don't let your workplace walk all over you. I felt really guilty for months on end about what had happened with my workplace. And after realizing that I was actually in the right and that I earned those things, I would say don't let them walk all over you. You know, know where you stand and what your rights are. And, you know, again, like speak out. Like if, you know, for me, like it took me a while. Like I remember Lindsay reached out to me a couple months ago about this and I, didn't answer and then finally after all this happened like I finally was like you know what like I'm like I'm ready to do this like I'm ready to talk about this because you know it it's such a huge progression going from like this place is so amazing you know don't let your workplace brainwash you into thinking that everything's fine when you know in your gut that it's not and you know that they're screwing you um you know especially with the leads they just take advantage of us and I would just let it happen and that just can't happen anymore Thank you so much. I would uh, thank you for both uh, sharing, you know, what happened to you, Abby. You guys nailed it. You know, listen, uh, know your rights. Know when you're being taken advantage of. Don't let yourself be taken advantage of. But understand if we're working in this industry, there's still a lot of good to be done. And I encourage you, especially, you know, those of us that, that are working on the front end, I work myself just on the front end, uh, you know, it is a space that you can do a lot of good. And I encourage people to give freely of themselves that they can to those they're working with, because those people really need some help. That's why they're there. Some people are just there to get their joint, which is still cool, man. They still need to be treated well, but those that are there, you'll know. If you pay attention, you'll know, you know, right. and uh, it's, it's a really it's a it's a really great job and it's going to get better. You know, it's going to get better. I, I feel like these kind of conversations are going to drive things to to get better. Absolutely. We're stepping stones. We're foundation. Yep. We may need to be a little bit louder and they may not like that, but we're getting things done. And that's what really counts. Also, yeah, got- thank you, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm no problem being a loud mouth and advocating for what's right for myself and my other peers. I mean, it's not fair. We're all trying to just make ends meet. We already make, you know, less than the average and it's a, it's a low paying industry as is. So we're just trying to survive and, oh, yeah. and not be taken advantage of. And that's not fair that people can do that. Oh, yeah. Amazing. It. Thank you all for coming on. Victoria, Lindsay. Uh, thank you, Abby. Thank you, Jimbo. Uh, this was great. You shared a lot. Yeah. And I think thank you for helping us get it out there. Yeah. Can I uh, can I get my my website out there? Would that be all oh, right? Oh yes. Yeah. Well, you uh, anyone, I mean, ladies first. You know, if you guys. Is that right? uh, I, I just happen to be really proud of it. You know, um, I I over over COVID when we were all sitting at home, happened to start 
growing cannabis. You know, my uh, my way better half, who's uh, whose name is Jellybean. Uh, she happens to be a master gardener. She has her own fine gardening business, and we uh, decided to grow some cannabis. Nice. Uh, we did it on we did it on YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, on Facebook. We did like a bunch of like Facebook live stuff, so all our friends can see because everyone was at home. And uh, turns out, really good at it. You know, she actually she actually spent three and a half years in federal prison for growing cannabis, you know? So good for pretty, her. Yeah, totally, dude. She is, she's gangster bitch Barbie, dude. She's awesome. Oh, yeah, good uh, for her. So this was like a really unique way for us just, you know, grow some grow some, uh, some weed for ourselves. Now, with that said, uh, at some point, it, someone asked us like, hey, can you can you show us like how to grow? And I was like, dude, I don't know anything, man. I literally, I just pick up the heavy stuff, you know? She knows everything, but like, I figured there was a way to do it. So we decided to make a online community-based learning platform where we teach people how to grow their own organic medicine at home, right? And like that, I'm really proud of. Like that's that's great, you know. And so we, yeah, I mean, totally. Um, I don't know if you all know Elmo, but like Elmo was uh, was kind of like a big inspiration after he passed. You know, um, I decided that I want to do more than just teach people. We wanted to try to like really help people, and uh, we decided that we are going to, and we still do. Uh, this past two years, give away our classes for free to disabled folks, veterans, and uh, and ex-cons. And um, with as much money as we can muster up, you know what I mean? Like, because we don't really make much off this yet. Uh, we also, like, not just give the classes away for free, which are only, like, 50 bucks a month. We also, like, buy all the soil and all the products and everything to make it so they can, awesome. they can grow. Yeah, so like, I'm, I'm really pretty proud of that. It's called Growing Together with Jimbo and Jellybean. Uh, the website is growingtogether.club. Uh, you know, and listen. Club? Yeah, dot club. club. Yep. Um, and, is that a uh, new... Is that a new uh... I've had it for for about a season, you know. Oh, I know, um, but I've never heard dot club. Is that dot like club? A, yeah, right. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have it right there. I found together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, right? And yeah, that's uh, that's me in the front with the with my 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 beautiful way better half. Uh, but uh, yeah, listen, man, we also take donations and like you know, if anyone sees the button down there, like you know, that goes directly to helping those folks. But uh, does it know, go to snack walls? It, we have a giant <laughs> over here on the left, actually. Uh, I want uh, give me some Cheetos right now, man. Totally right now. Some Cheetos. Yeah. But thanks so much for that opportunity, guys. You know, sorry to, to drop that, but I appreciate. No, it. thank you. I, I'm glad you. I wanted you to bring that up tonight. That's like growingtogether.club. Really club. I've yeah. seen it. You do great work. Uh, it, you know, cannabis uh, space is education. I'm. I, I like I said. I'm not. Uh, I don't work in a dispensary, but that's what like most most of my friends that i grew up with and just you know well worked with in other places when they hit me up about the cannabis it's always a question about growing or they're just trying cannabis for the first time they don't know where to buy it you know it's just there's so much it's all education based this is like the big thing and this is what the, these dispensaries are just missing they're just missing it they think uh yeah and our, our listeners and people watching now, they say knowledge is the key. Those are the comments. The community knows oh, what's going nice on. Out, dude, absolutely. Yeah, there's another comment. Elmo, yeah. fuck, it's nice outside. 232 clones donated here in Vermont. That's from a Facebook user. See, the community, that's where the, that's where the wisdom is. That's where the knowledge is. That's where I go to to find out what's going on. Everyone's like, how do you become such an expert? These reporters hit me up. They're like, how do you know all this stuff? I say, I listen to the community. I, I, I talk to people. What what don't you do? Like, it's so funny because these bigwigs, they're not listening to the consumer. They're not listening to the community. They're not listening to the workers. They're looking at market trends. 
which short term great that's good for you but yep. not gonna hold up not the world, in this industry the world exists where everyone's happy man there is yeah. a space that exists and like it's it's coming down the pike and this is the work that's gonna make it happen thanks for the opportunity mike i really appreciate I it i want to thank you all jimbo abby victoria and Lindsay, so much for coming on thank uh, you. you give me hope you really do like i i, I uh I get negative. Jimbo knows. I get pissed <laughs> off so much. You know, I, I've yeah. been so, I'm so angry over the last few years about this industry. But you know what's kept me going and even keep my interest? It's the workers. It's like folks like you. Like mm -hmm. seriously, you've stepped up and it's. Uh, you should be proud. Like I'm giving you a round of applause as like the, as probably one of the longest advocates for cannabis in the state. Like going for 20 plus years you are like what is keeping it going like honestly it's the workers it's folks like uh victoria and lindsay abby and jimbo who stand up and fight for their other workers and you know the value that you have so it's keeping it together so i want to thank you all i really appreciate it thank you Mike. we appreciate you thank, thank you, you. Folks, appreciate it so this is the young jerks i, I we're checking out i want to thank all our listeners and watchers and commenters too uh thank you so much Mike Crawford checking out with some great guests tonight. We'll talk to you next time.